ready to sink your teeth into scripture and get a bulldog grip on its truth? Let's gnaw on some doctrine and get bulldogmatic. Here is your host. Hi, my name is Scott. Uh, welcome to the podcast. I hope you're having as good a time as we are this morning. Uh, I'm here with uh, uh, Pastor William. Pastor William Shiflett is the uh, pastor at Reasoning Tree Church in Edinburgh, Virginia. So it's good to be with you. Next, uh, Dr. Sproul talks about cursed, and he says cursed, cut off from God's presence. So, so being blessed is to be in God's presence. To be cursed is to uh, be out of God's presence. God describes an outer darkness, uh, far from the light of his countenance. The outer darkness was the abode of the Gentile uh, in the Bible. Outside the camp, I think is how I, he disguise, uh, describes it. But uh, I'm going to read Leviticus uh, chapter 16 and just two verses, 20 through 22. That's on page 71 of his book. Okay. Uh, To make it easier, rather than me have two books in my lap. And that reads, And when he has made an end of atoning for the holy place, the tabernacle of meeting, and the altar, he shall bring the live goat. Aaron shall lay both his hands on the head of the goat, live goat, confess over it all the iniquities of the children of Israel and all their transgressions concerning all their sins, putting them on the head of the goat, and shall send it away in the wilderness by the hand of a suitable man. The goat shall bear on itself all their iniquities unto an inhabited land, and he shall release the goat in the wilderness. How is that important? Uh, And how does it apply to the atonement? Which, of course, that's what we're looking at. Well, the simplest way, perhaps, to say it is is that the the person who clings to their sins, who won't make confession, who won't acknowledge them, will be driven into the wilderness where their life will be in peril. Uh, The wilderness being typically the thought of being driven into the Judean wilderness, which is a lot of desert and dry, and you're getting down towards the uh, the Sinai, and uh, it's just not much there except Mm -hmm. rocks and and dry. Now, goats could probably make a living or survive there, okay? Uh, But the, the fact is you're separated from all this beautiful, gracious, refreshing, uh, enjoyable, and it is because you cling to your sin, okay? Now, again, you said, well, the goat didn't do that. The goat was a sim- symbol of, of, of the person who, uh, who would not cling to the sin and, and who chose to go away from God's presence rather than staying in the, in the uh, fellowship of God's presence. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we'll go off on a long tangent there, but uh, you could almost make a case about what I've seen some of your posts on, on Facebook this week about uh, being a lone ranger Christian out there on your own and, and, and out there on your own, you're not going to make it. You're not going to no. survive. But that's, that's the observation I would have. It's just, it's a, it's a clinging uh, to your sin. You know, how does that relate to the, to the cross, um, uh, which we're looking at that we're going to look at a little bit closer, I think in the next sub 
uh, subchapter, but uh, um, was a goat symbolic? The goat was symbolic of carrying the sins of the people away from them, and this is the idea of Christ. God laid on him mm-hmm. the iniquity of us all. You know, we have to be careful with the, with the biblical met- metaphors. They're, they're all you have these different metaphors. They all bear the same idea. Christ bears our sins uh, and satisfies the righteous uh, requirements of God's wrath. Mm-hmm. The goat symbolized that for those people. Uh, uh, Jesus symbolizes it in the New Testament for God's people. Uh, if you quote, if you go to Isaiah fifty-three, the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. The people hearing that understand the idea of the goat, and right. you know we we always use the term lamb. It's a, appropriate. Mm-hmm. It's biblical, but but it is also the uh, again you don't get into the locking into that one metaphor because the in the in the Old Testament the the, the goat also symbolized Christ mm-hmm. going into and of course you know the two goats one of them was killed. Right. The other bore the sin away. The, the both ideas are reflective of the work of Christ. He bears the burden. He dies in our place, and through his death, removes our sins. Mm-hmm. As far as the east is from the west, in, in using uh, the language of the Psalms. So that's uh, kind of like the parallelisms where you were talking about before. Is kind of like a parallelism between the goat and the lamb, also. Right. Uh, Two ways, and, and all the ceremonies. Probably, if you go back and do a study, uh, and it's been a long time since I've done that as well, uh, of the uh, ceremonies that the Jews did, uh, they all parallel somehow right. into the New Testament. Right. You know, one of the things that happened in this, in, in my book, uh, the generation lies. There, uh, they try to make different ideas out of it. So, for example, we're in, in the book of Isaiah where it says, he bore our sins and he 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 bore the iniquity of our transgressions. They try to make sins, iniquity, and transgressions three different things. Mm-hmm. They're three different words for the same problem. Okay, right. and, and so that's the idea. The parallelism between the lamb and the, and the goat, the, the, it's, not, it's not so important as to what we're describing which animal we use, what's important is what they symbolize. Right. What they symbolize was Christ satisfying our debt of sin. Mm-hmm. And you, you have that. So when the people hear Isaiah say, he laid on him, the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of Saul, they would, in their mind, they would see this idea of the, the, the scapegoat mm-hmm. carrying our sins into the wilderness. It's the same point. Without the work of Christ, we remain in a cursed condition. And uh, that, that again, is it can be frustrating because so many people just don't understand that. They just don't understand where we are without Christ. Mm-hmm. And, of course, uh, we're talking about cursed, being cut off from God's presence. We're going to look at circumcision, I think, and how that relates uh, as well, of course, circumcision was uh, kind of like a seal of the Old Testament right. or a sign of the Old Testament. But next, uh, the next subchapter is entitled "Jesus, Our Curse." Uh, page seventy-two is Galatians uh, chapter three, 
verse 10 through 14. Did you want to read that? Uh, I'll start with that. Uh, I'll start with four. As many as are of the works of the law are under the curse, for it is written, Cursed is everyone who does not continue in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. But no, no one is justified by the law in the sight of God is evident, for the just shall live by faith. Yet the law is not of faith, but the man who does them shall live by them. Christ has redeemed us for the, from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. I'll, and we've talked about this many times, but, but just that cursed is everyone who does not continue in all the works of the law, all things which are written in the book of the law. And that's where we talked a little bit earlier about the, the pursuit of perfection. We, we are not capable of keeping the law perfectly. Right. But we are by, empowered by the Holy Spirit to, and through the transformation of the Holy Spirit, to grow in grace to where we are not, you know, uh, the worst kind of rebel, if you can think of any other word. But that's the idea of curse. You are not in you're not with God. Mm -hmm. And Christ took upon himself the curse of our inability to uh, to keep the law. And when we say he took upon us the curse, it simply means he died for our sins. Again, avoid all the mystical or magical concepts of the right. word curse. He just died for us because yes. we could not uh, we could not be right in God's sight through keeping the law. Mm -hmm. We are called to obey the law. We are called to follow the moral teachings of the law, but we are not justified by that. We are justified through Christ right. and his work. And I think we're going to talk a lot about justification in the next in the next chapter. Um, so the apostle uh, Paul here in Galatians, he's reminding them of the uh, stipulations or the conditions of the old covenant. And of course, this would be something that they they would be uh, familiar with or should be familiar with. But uh, he says the law, of course, is not based on faith. And you touched on that. I think he explained it pretty good. And uh, the object of saving faith, the only thing that can save you is faith. And if you go back and read chapter 11 of Hebrews, I think that points out the, that even the Old Testament saints were saved by their faith. Right. Uh, but that was pointing forward, as we talked about, that was pointing forward to the work of Christ and our saving faith points, goes back. Right. to the We look back to the saving faith uh, of Christ. Um, Galatians 3.13, I want to read that again. And I think that's uh, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone um, who hangs on a tree. Now, that confused a, a lot of people, I think, uh, that uh, when they say Christ has become a curse for us, that kind of turns people off a little bit. But how did exactly did he become that? Well, the, just by what you said, right. just by... 
uh, you have to again use that different recognize different metaphors describing the same thing. It's the same idea. Christ became a curse in the same way that the scapegoat carried our sins into the wilderness. Mm-hmm. That the live goat was killed for the sins of the people. Although in that in the Old Testament is a temporary fix with Christ, it is a once for all. The problem is is dealt with. That's that's the whole thing, and that's where you can get into sometimes people just fail to recognize they're using different metaphors mm-hmm. to say the same kind of thing. Now he's quoting from an Old Testament passage which said that anyone that hangs on a tree is cursed, mm-hmm. um, and and this is where we you know we go back to our name of the church reasoning tree. Mm-hmm. The tree is a cross, right. um, and so there, that was the idea. But Christ had to be made a curse. Uh, he had to bear our sins in order for us to be free. And he had to pay the price that uh, that was required of God for the greatness of our sin. Mm-hmm. And that this is why uh, in the Old Testament you had that, that imagery. But again, it's the, it's the same. It's a different metaphor for the same event. So just as the, the symbolically the sins were placed upon the goat, in reality, Jesus bore our sins on the cross the moment that God placed his wrath upon him. Uh, oh, what love. Right. Oh, what love. Um, Dr. Sproul said, and I thought this was very, this is where my studies uh, went like crazy. I love, I love this this sort of thing. But he says, at the cross, many Old Testament prophetic utterances were fulfilled to the most minute detail. Um, and we could, again, we could fill up at least another podcast, maybe two, with, with the, uh, the prophetic... Uh, utterances that were fulfilled, but he he looks at uh, just a few. He said it, that uh, Christ was delivered to the Gentiles, which means sent out. He was sent outside the camp where the light of God's countenance was uh, did not fall. Uh, just as the scapegoat was driven outside the camp, Jesus was forcibly led outside the walls of Jerusalem, right. and he was. Uh, Crucified outside the walls of the city, so he's taking taken out. Um, and an interesting aspect I, I really considered too much was now the the way Jews executed people was by stoning. Uh, they would stone in the Old Testament. The people were stoned. Uh, Jesus's death was hanging on a tree, and if we go back in the Old Testament. Uh, there are examples of people being hung on the tree, but it was for the most despicable criminals. And they were on, the interesting thing, too, in the Old Testament, as I, I did my studies, uh, uh, it was in, it's in Deuteronomy somewhere, and I'm stuttering. I, I do that when I get excited uh, about the word. Now, this is me excited. Right, so, right. Uh, you, you don't see that very often. <laughs> but... <laughs> Uh, the most despicable criminals 
were hung on a tree after their dead bodies were hung on the tree afterwards as kind of like an example to others not to do the things and that's kind of the way crucifixion was it was reserved for the most despicable those that done the most heinous crimes uh, and of course a lot of people were crucified under the romans but getting back to what i'm talking about hanging on a tree i think it was uh, a law that they could only hang on the tree for one day, and then they needed to be taken down. Uh, I guess as as a sign of respect to God. But uh, so we see the 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 aspect of cursing and blessing being brought out on the tree. And I did a little bit of research. If you go all the way back to Genesis, uh, we see the tree in in the garden. And that was what was God's first commandment was you can eat of any tree except for one tree. Don't eat the fruit that uh, I assume the fruit was hanging on the tree. So I, I kind of drew a parallel from that. So, of course, they disobeyed. They ate from a tree. So the tree brought about sin into right. the world. And then we see, of course, it talks about the tree in the New Testament, too. Uh, we see in Acts 5.30 says, state, Acts 5.30 says, The God of our fathers raised Jesus, whom you killed by hanging him on a tree. Acts 10.39 says they put him to death by hanging him on a tree. And it also says pretty much the same thing in Acts 13.29. And if you go to the book of Revelation, um, chapter 22 which is the last chapter in the Bible. Verses 14 and 15 says, Blessed are those who wash their robes, so they may have the right to the tree of life, and that they may enter the city by the gates. And verse 15 says, Outside are the dogs and sorcerers, and the sexually immoral, and murderers, and idolaters, and everyone who loves and practices falsehood. So again, we see the tree, right. uh, the tree of life. So we see we see that the entry of sin was brought through a tree. The answer to sin was brought to us, of course, in Christ on the tree, and the removal of sin in eternity we find in the book of Revo in the book of Revelation through the tree of life. That's right. it. To me, that's, that's I've never seen that before. Yeah. Uh, I can't. I, I don't know that I ever saw that. But it's interesting. It started with the tree and it ends with the tree. Yeah, yeah, it's incredible. And of course, it all invite uh, all involves Christ. But the whole concept of Christ dying on on a, on a, on a tree uh, is biblical from the, mm-hmm. from the New Testament on, and all the people put you know in Acts they talk about it. Peter talks about it. Again, in the newer translations, now they change it to cross, but the idea is still a tree. Right. And you know, as you were you were thinking, of course, we had firewood. We use firewood at our house, and so I have the option of cutting down trees. And you know, there are trees sometimes that have almost a natural cross to it. The branches grow up and out, and and you have the thing. And I just wondered. Uh, uh, whether at any time the Romans, instead of spending a lot of time crafting a cross, whether they didn't just take a tree that already had a cross-like fixture. Mm-hmm. Now, that's probably not what happened to 
to Christ specifically because it says he had to carry the crossbar. But uh, but you get the idea that it would symbolize it would be it would it would be easily understood uh, in a tree metaphor. You see, the, right. the cross would be easily understood in a tree kind of metaphor. Um, so uh, a good name for a church, reasoning. Church. It is. It really is. <laughs> um, 